Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Go Blues 2. I'm your host, Stuart Douglas, with Scott Bell and Ant Wright, two of possibly the most successful trolls in Michigan Twitter history. I <laughs> Really? You're going to dispute that? I'm not a I, troll. I, yeah, troll. I, I, I dispute the troll, not the success. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh, that is fair. Um I would like to troll myself because I'm taking a lot of great schadenfreude in IU. I don't know about you guys. I've been waiting on this all year. <laughs> no. Nobody well, else St. Mary's is really good. St. Mary's huh? is good. St. Mary's is really good. I know they're really good, but like every, I live in Indiana and everyone's like, we're going to win. Hoosiers are going to win. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, a tough spot. It's a tough spot for the plan to plan to like to 12 fives can be good, but St. Mary's is criminally underrated. Yeah, I agree. that is fair. That point guard literally looks older than me. And like he's played 40 years. Like he's like this like European point guard that's played like 40 years. The bald headed dude? Yeah, he's just calm, cool, collect, and just controls the game like a, like a Spanish point guard. <laughs> yes. It's yes. unbelievable. I don't know. We, we talk about matchups. And uh, before we get into Michigan, we talk about matchups. I want to get your opinion. You know, Every every game is unique, and you don't know who you're going to play and who you're going to play well against. But like, seedings are wild to me right now. Wild. Like, I know Michigan's had their like resume issues, but if you're a favorite over a six seed, like, I don't know. Maybe that's just the name of the game for COVID and like what Michigan went through. Maybe that's just unique. But like, these seedings are crazy to me. Yeah, no, number next to your name means something, but so much more important is who you're matched up against and. Um, 11, six is one thing for Michigan and Colorado state and Colorado state shot great, but for Michigan to get paired against like Michigan, the team with, Hey, Hunter Dickinson, this guy in the middle to get paired against this team that is basically like the lollipop guild is, uh, is, is a pretty fortunate, um, thing for Michigan. So the, the seating is one thing, but who you're matched up against is, is so much uh, more important. And, and I think that's an underrated part of the tournament pairings. I agree. Yeah. yeah. We see it every year. Speaking of that, I feel like the whole second half, I got to catch the whole second half and I, I was just screaming for post-ups for Hunter and I did not see it, but they, they pulled through. I mean, Eli stepped up huge. I'm, I'm going to kind of just disregard the first half because I feel like that's Michigan's team. It's, it's just like a tale of, like, runs and half miss, bro. games. But, like, I don't know what you guys saw in the second half, but I still feel like there's, like, a lot left on the plate for them to do better next game. The good thing for Michigan is during the season, so much of it was, okay, the first half was pretty good, but the second half was – was trash and at least this time they flipped it around and uh the first half felt like Michigan had no interest in being there Michigan had no interest in being competitive and all of a sudden in the second half uh you completely flipped it around so to to outscore Colorado State by by 19 points in the second half is uh is pretty insane and and at halftime and I think I mean I was saying this on on Twitter but I think everyone else is saying this like for Michigan to only be down at seven or by seven at halftime felt yeah. like a complete gift and, and, and uh, very fortunate. And uh, they did a really good job of turning it on in the second half. They were down more in three pointers made than they were in points. Mm. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I've seen that before. <laughs> Dog, like the, 
the way that they ended the first half was huge too. I believe they yeah. ended, ended it like plus eight. Um, to take it from that, it was what like a 15 point deficit, and it felt like they just didn't miss. And whether it was a good shot or a bad shot, like the ball just went in the basket. And they were they shot 23s. They shot 23s in that first half and made eight of them. Um, and that's the equalizer. Like their guys weren't even being their guys, like Tonja and Stevens and Roddy, like those are their their three scores. Like they weren't the ones scoring. It was like Hunter's man who decided to wake up and be pit snoggle, you know? So uh, for them to, to finish that half out strong, going in down seven, not down 13 or 14 points, I think that made it a little bit manageable where the team could actually believe like, hey, look, we're not down that much. All we got to do is get right back into it. Just give us about seven or eight minutes. And that's pretty much what happened in that uh, second half. It seemed like they went a like very heavy Eli with the ball starting on the offense. I mean, they ran like second half horns twist. It was like every other play basically. And Eli was just coming off or coming off that handoff where he's coming around from the corner. Like they were just, they're like, all right, Frankie's going to be Frankie, but like in his own spots. So it was interesting to see that everyone was clamoring for Frankie to be, okay, give Frankie the ball and let's go and see what happens. But no, they're like, no, we're going to pump the brakes on that. We're going to give it to Eli. Yeah, do it, do it till they make you stop. And and Frankie was great. And I'm not taking anything. No, he was Frankie, fantastic. Frank, Frankie was Frankie, like you said, in Frankie's spots. And um, I mean, I I think he took six or seven shots all game. Um, and only had a couple of assists. So Frankie did great in Frankie's spots. But like you said, uh, I think Eli's contributions, especially early in the second half, were um, were incredibly underrated. But I think it comes down to Michigan hitting shots. Like you look at Michigan's shot chart in the first half and it is insane like anything outside of two feet Michigan didn't make anything in the first half and in the second half all of a sudden you're getting in there they're going to collapse on you and you're going to kick it out and um, uh, Caleb hitting three three pointers is absolutely huge and uh, the sort of the after effects of that when you start hitting shots all of a sudden other things are going to open up so um, it was it to say a tale of two halves is a complete understatement because it just seemed like two completely different games from half to half. I'll also say this too. So like you're saying they went into a bunch of handoff concepts in that second half. Uh, You know how like Beeline, he used to hide his stuff in the first half, but in the second half, he would do more like counters because (laughs) the coaches are now further away and they couldn't talk the guys through certain actions because you know how the, the the floor flips yeah so now the other team's playing defense in front of in front of your bench when the assistants are like in the opposite corner right i think they made that switch so colorado state and handoff concepts are ranked 339th in the country defending it so i think that could have been a thing too where they're like hey look they rank in like the seventh percentile guarding this concept. Mm-hmm. Let's hold on to it for the in the first half. And then when they're on our end in the second half, let's start utilizing it. So it's going to be harder to harder to coach. I will say one thing though, if they're that bad, it doesn't seem like something they can just figure out at the end of a game though. Like maybe sprinkle in a little bit in the beginning. <laughs> but I hear your point. Like Beeline, we always had like what three or four whether it was concepts within the offense or like certain plays we want to bring back from like 10 games ago. 
They're like, oh, we're putting these back in. We're going to focus on these a little bit in certain spots. So, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them them doing that. But still, it was weird. Like, it, the lollipop guild, like Scott said, and we're still not – We're. I mean, it was possession after possession after possession, and Hunter is past the free throw line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, absolutely. Um, and, he, and he wasn't getting the pops either. They weren't – They were. he was there on the pops, the pick and pops, and they still weren't hitting him. So, I don't know. Maybe it was just – that day you, you, with Michigan, you don't never know what day it is. So maybe it was that, but I, it's it's funny. It's it's like they win and you're excited because there's still like stuff to do, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 absolutely. I mean, Hunter, you look at when Michigan really closed that gap, or at least really started taking control. It was right before sort of that that third media timeout, right before that eight minute mark when Hunter's out and. He came in with maybe six and a half minutes left when it was a super tight game. And that's when he got uh, the end one down in the paint and they were being a little more intentional with him. Uh, Diabate had that really good uh, pass to him down in the paint and they scored. But when it came to Michigan um, sort of bridging that gap from trailing to making it close to taking a little bit of a lead, it was, it was other people on Michigan's team. And I, and I think that's what you need. I mean, I think everyone knew Hunter was going to have a good game. Um, this was a great matchup for him and he, and he performed well, but it took Caleb Houston hitting big shots. It, mm. it, it, it took Eli uh, creating some stuff off the dribble. It took other people making some things happen. And then all of a sudden, okay, when it comes to crunch time, uh, Hunter kind of uh, um, put, put the clamps on things and, and took the lead and, and, and held on to it. Yeah. I think Musa and Brandon did a really good job when Hunter was out too, especially defensively. But it's it's always interesting when there's a guy missing from the lineup, like their rotations become really, really good. Like I had no beef with any sub, any rotation in this game. I even saw three power forwards and I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Hey, let's rock with it. I yeah. like who they're going against. I like the matchups. Let's do it. That's fine. Yeah, well, that's that's the philosophy I played with in college. It was like maybe six guys, <laughs> and seven is pushing it. You know, it's like eight is hell no. So yeah, it, those you you have you have those spots, but yeah, again, that was like Michigan just like learning on the fly. And I I think I don't know. It's like a, it's a roller coaster, right? They're like had to learn on the fly, and then they got into like this one mode for the whole way for a while, and then they're like got to relearn things, but. Yeah. Uh, I, you mentioned in your stream Ant, that like, you know, people were shit talking Brandon Johns again because he gave up like a seal on Roddy or something. And you're like, yeah. hold up. No, Musa and Brandon Johns are doing really good job on Roddy and like making it difficult. And Roddy is a good player and a good scorer. He didn't He's going to find a way to get one, you know? Yeah. Yes. And I think like their defense was the bright spot overall. Like everything else is kind of like patched in. I don't know what you guys saw with that. Yeah. Screw the offense defensively. They were Jesus. They were all over the place, man. And I even like had to like go back and watch the second half. I clipped like really good defensive possessions and man, Frankie was man. Frankie did a really good job at closing out, staying in front, being physical with the smaller senior like he showed that he was not afraid. Kobe was out there playing good defense, especially in that second half. Uh, Brandon was playing good defense. Musa had Roddy in hell, like in hell. Yeah. Eli Brooks, he had Stevens in hell. Caleb Houston, his matchup went one for nine. He was all 
over that cat. Um, it was, man, it that was probably the best defensive half that I've seen probably since last year, where they were a really good defensive team. Like they they were really humming on all cylinders on that end for sure. I 100, 1 million percent agree with that. And like heading into the game, I wasn't going to be happy with, with a Dickinson Roddy sort of um, calling it, calling it an even switch, like uh, calling it a tie, but to get um, Dickinson to basically put up the same production that Roddy and Stevens, and honestly, you can probably throw Tanjay in there too, uh, I, I think Dickinson had 21 points. And if you combine both Roddy and Stevens, they're, I mean, 21. Ro- yeah. Rod- Roddy was uh, mountain West player of the year. Stevens was a second teamer. Um, he was all American. Roddy was yeah. all American. Yeah. It's insane. So to, to get that same production from Dickinson that you get from their two players, like I wouldn't have loved a, an even trade-off with Dickinson and Roddy, but I would have been okay with it, but I'm freaking elated to take, Dickinson and take that as a trade-off with their top two or maybe even top three uh, people. So um, Colorado State's role players played really well and and, and hit a lot of shots, especially early on, but Michigan kind of weathered that storm. And when it came to um, time for stars to be stars, Michigan stars did better than Colorado State stars. Draft them up, had them dudes in jail, bro, in jail. Like Roddy couldn't do anything. No. Couldn't do anything. Like not a damn thing. Every time. wild to see Every time Colorado State player touched the ball, like if they pass it, I was like, as long as they dribble, Michigan's fine. <laughs> yep. Just put the ball on the floor. Okay, Michigan's fine. Like every time I was like, they catch it, it was like you held your breath for a second. Like, please don't shoot because it might go in. Were you in my were you in my stream? I was like, in your they, stream watching they, they uh, silent the, for a lot of it. But... Going, they were going through this possession, and I'm like, yo, they can't dribble, bro. They can't yeah. dribble. Just keep closing out, make them catch dribble. The guy like dribbles the ball right out of bounds. Dude, okay, let's talk about the basketball. Because first of all, Michigan came out like they like they didn't know how to dribble. It was like kind of like a koozie dribble. They're like, all right, don't lose it. Don't lose it. I feel yeah. like that ball, a sticky ball is harder to dribble, first of all. Yes. And those got a lot of air. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Like straight out the box. Yeah. Like it's still got residue on it, type of type of type 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 of stuff. When 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 you can see the grip in a picture. There's an issue. Like, I should not be able to see the grip like that, bro. I saw it, and, like, my phone just stuck to my hand, bro. <laughs> so damn sticky, bro. Oh, I, I hate the NBA ball because it's so slick sometimes. Because like, their hands are, like, they don't they, they don't need the grip because their hands are so big. Well, people are, people are going to, like, Wilson Evolution, and I say it every time, Wilson Evolutions are for people with baby hands. Well, it's great when they're broken in. I, I still say it's the best basketball in the world. Balding TF-1000 is the, is the best basketball in the world. Well, the Spalding, I, I don't, well, that wasn't the one we played in the Big Ten tournament because that one had, like, bubbles in it. <laughs> that was the worst one. It's been played for since, like, the 90s. Yeah. First of all, let's go, like, the, the previous <laughs> NCAA basketball was the best, like, probably the best basketball in college. And then they yeah. just changed it. I don't, and it I was, don't. like, well-colored, too. It wasn't, like, this bright neon orange. Yeah, it's like high school. They're doing the same thing in high school here in Indiana. <laughs> it's uh, like uh, Space Jam when it when they, like, had, had all the powers, like, like glowing balls. <laughs> like, yes. A ball should not be that bright on my, like, screen, bro. No, it takes away. 
Okay, moving uh, on. We, we got we got you D one athletes talking about that. Give me give me the baby hand ball. That that's that's the only way I can probably <laughs> score. So, Dude, I'm saying send, send send a shipment down, but down to Texas, and 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 that's for me. I'm I'm same with that. Like I, I'm good with the, with the baby ball. Like give me that soft leather. I'm good with it all day. No, I. And I get like if if it's winter and my hands get dry and then they get like they're just too slick. I don't know how guys put that powder on. I don't. That's a that's a whole other discussion. I'm going way too deep into basketball. Like I could talk for like literally an hour. Okay, I want to move on to Tennessee because this is a interesting matchup. It's like a mini rivalry in college basketball now. From my game, with you with you probably with my game, and the, but the Jordan like there's a lot of trash talking after the Jordan Morgan charge, and like there's like there's like weird blood that like sits sits between the paid Manning and Charles Woodson, bro. Like they still think about that. Yeah, oh, 100%. The, the <laughs> There's going to be Peyton jerseys in the stands, guaranteed. <laughs> With like a Heisman like stitched on. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. I I don't know about you. I, I We'll get into like total matchup. I'm interested to see what you guys think about the guards with Chandler and then Viscovi, if I'm even saying that right. What is he like? The foreign guy that just jacks it up. Well, he's like the three, pretty much. But he's they like, got Ziggler. They have Ziggler and okay, but uh, Chandler. Ziggler's the one with the uh, uh, cornrows. But think, okay, my 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 thought is, I don't know if you if you can you can try Frankie on him and just chase him because he's six three and he's not putting the ball on the floor. Or do you want Frankie doing the defense on Chandler and let Eli kind of be smart with the shooter? And then run the offense and save some energy there. They haven't done that all year. I think you're going to have Eli on Chandler, and you're going to have Frankie or Devonte on Ziggler, um, and then you're going to have uh, Caleb on Vescovi. Man, I worry about that sometimes, like because Vescovi's smart, and like they can set some screens, and he'll and he'll just let it fly. He doesn't care who's in front of him. Yeah, but I do like. I do like Caleb's size. He is six seven, six eight, and and Caleb is probably one of the smarter players on the floor, especially defensive positionally. Like he doesn't make bad fouls, um, and he, you know, he does think couple steps ahead as well. Like he's 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 not like a loose cannon like uh, Musa, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he actually like goes through like, okay, this is what I should do. I shouldn't do this. And, um, it should be an interesting matchup, and I think it's going to be more about how is Michigan going to going to score the ball than like stop them from scoring. I I think that's where like you have a you 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 have a game get lost like fifty nine to like forty seven, and it's all because Michigan can't put the ball in the cup because they're very good defensively. I mean, that's that's the thing about Tennessee is their reputation heading into the tournament was, Hey, this is an elite defensive team. They're, they're going to wreak havoc on you. And then all of a sudden you watch that game. And I think they missed three of their first four shots, but then all of a sudden they make eight of their next nine or whatever. And I mean, if they're, (laughs) they're shooting the way they, they do along with the pressure they put on defense, uh, um, it it, it could be a long Saturday for Michigan, but um, it, 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 it's a, it's a big, it, it's all about, hey, perception and, and, and what's going to happen. And yes, okay, this is a 
big defense, but are you are you going to make your shots? Are are they going to be be making their shots on the other side? How are they playing? It could have been a two seed, honestly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely no. I I I did a projected um, bracket, um, and and I spent a lot of time on it or whatever. And in the biggest uh, surprise I had was. Uh, Duke ended up a three and Tennessee ended up a two because I, when you compare those two resumes uh, tit for tat, I mean, the only thing that Duke has in its favor over Tennessee was its name was Duke and Tennessee's is Tennessee. Yeah. Like I really think that they wanted, they really wanted Gonzaga and Duke in the same region again. Like they wanted that matchup again, honestly. Seems like Uh, Georgia State wasn't cooperating with that for the first 30 minutes yeah. today. But <laughs> they gave him hell, dog. All of a sudden, that, that changed. But uh, when teams um, aren't afraid of Gonzaga, like they don't do that bad. Yeah. Like if they can get over that whole, oh, we're playing the Zags, we're playing Drew Timmy, we're playing Chet Holm. If, if they don't care about that stuff, um, teams like teams give them some issues. No. What, how does Tennessee – like, are they going to bring Hunter out on ball screens, or how are they – what is their style? Um, I can tell you now. Here, give me, give me a second. Well, he's looking. Any team that doesn't take Hunter out is probably doing it the wrong way. I mean, that that's just it, – it seems like that's the best way to have success against Michigan. Um, and I actually think Hunter did a fairly decent job closing out in, in – having matchup specific um, responsibilities when um, when Colorado State's one big that couldn't shoot uh, wasn't there. Hunter was still staying in the paint and basically giving him that space. But um, in, in any team that's playing against Michigan, uh, you're, you're not going to basically have the same physical attributes that Michigan does. So you should do everything in your power to pull Hunter out. That being said, Colorado pulled Hunter out and he had four blocks, which is probably pretty close to a career high today. So um, they weren't super uh, successful with it, but um, I would, I would assume that's what Tennessee is going to want to do. So in the pick and roll, they only utilize it 8% of the time. Interesting. Yeah. Their main, well, like with like most of these teams, like their main possessions end up in like a spot up, shot yeah um then it's like transition cutting off ball screen and pick and roll and but like those aren't being utilized really as much um pretty weird actually i mean if michigan just not turn the ball over 20 times and and (laughs) it said it in your stream at every time a three goes up there's like four guys just going into the paint I'm like, this like ball that's not how the ball bounces. Bouncing over your head. Stop <laughs> doing that. It was insane. I mean, especially they, with these basketballs, these basketballs, you touch the rim, that sucker's going 30 feet in the air. Oh my God. It, Colorado State had five, six offensive rebounds in the first 10 minutes of the game. And I, I feel like it, someone talked to Michigan and just said, hey, stop doing that. And I think they had two or three more in the last 30. So yeah, it, it, it shouldn't you would think that would be common knowledge for a, a smart, um, obviously not super veteran, but there's veteran members of that team to, to pass that along and stop crashing the boards when you're shooting it from, from 25 feet out. I will say though, it took, it takes a minute to ingrain in your brain. Like 
you got Frankie, Musa, and Caleb out there, and it's probably going to take another year until they're like, when a shot goes up, the first thing you think of is, where is my man? And they're not. They're just like, where's the ball? And so that's like a whole, that takes a whole time, a long time to, to change the attitude. Maybe they'll never do it. It's kind of funny because, and it's not a knock on Devontae, but like when they're like, oh, this point guard rebounds so well. And I'm like, okay, well, go watch his rebounds. He's not boxing out. He's chasing right, him. He's just going to go get the he's ball. He's just going to go get the rebound. And don't get me wrong, Devontae is a good rebounder, and he's gotten some pretty good ones in traffic. But I always <laughs> – because I never got rebounds like in stats so I was very uh biased in this my opinion here but I was like <laughs> count, count my box outs count how many times my man got an offensive rebound versus how many rebounds <laughs> I got and then we'll talk and yeah so that always bothered me it's like that's like my biggest biggest pet peeve especially especially <laughs> as a three-point shooting team like you go offensive rebound in a three good luck that's a backbreaker Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's the difference between watching box scores and watching games is uh, some people can have great stats. And, and, and like you said, there's, there's a difference between a successful box out and a successful rebound. All right. Give us some more insight and what we got. All right. So nine of the 11 play types on defense, um, they're in the 80th percentile or higher. Were they not? Uh, they're good in the post up. They're in the 93rd percentile, which is probably like top 30 or something like that in the country. Um, Guarding the pick and roll, they're also very good. They're only allowing 0.631 points per possession, which is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of what Michigan likes to do. Um, They're good in isolation. They're good in isolation, too. Like, they're good at everything that Colorado State was not good at. Yeah. Like transition, like they're solid. They're very solid. Uh, but this is a team that you would also want to want to run on and get points in transition. Um, and you want to hit shots. Like those are the those are the only two metrics I see that aren't like excellent. And everything else is just like excellent, excellent, excellent. There's a very good, but then everything is just excellent, bro. Yeah, so I, I don't know where you start. You start with Hunter in the post then? Yes, yes. I think you I think you have to challenge that a bit. Uh, they do start a guy, I believe he's seven feet, 250 or so. Uh, I think this is going to be a game where, uh, where Hunter has got to play like he's playing Purdue probably, where you got to utilize the mid, use his quickness, because he can against slower bigs. Um his spot-up game has got to be on. And, you know, if they're going to one-on-one him, I think you have to throw the ball in the post the first couple of possessions just to see how they're going to guard him. And then from there, kind of, like, react to it. So, like, are they going to tra- are they going to trap on the catch? Are they going to trap on the first dribble? Are they going to trap on the second dribble? Are they going to trap him as soon as he gets to that lane like Colorado State did, where that was super weird scheme that could have messed us up where Colorado State didn't bring a bring a trap or help until he got like two feet outside the lane, uh, and then they like walled up right there. So uh, understanding how those guys are rotating, in my opinion, is going to be big uh, to at least nail down in the first like three or three or four minutes or so. You you mean you'd actually throw it in the post to uh, Hunter instead of Musa to start the game? <laughs> yeah, dude, I dude, they went two straight possessions and he didn't get a touch. 
and then he gets a touch and then he scores or gets fouled. Unreal, I was, right? I was similarly perplexed. One of the funnier ones. Like, wait, what? They targeted Caleb hit like uh, two threes back to back. And then they targeted him on like a kind of an oddball handoff. It was like a diagonal cut from the opposite block. Yeah, that's the like, Robinson play. Oh yeah, and I was like, ugh. like, and then he dribbled, and then and then I don't know, lost or charge. I don't know what it was. And I was like, out of a timeout. Let's like, where you where was Caleb getting the shots out of <laughs> everything else? Like, I know you're like we do a hot hand thing, but you still got Hunter. You still got the handoffs. We're working well. Like. I, I, I sometimes I get a little annoyed. I mean, let, you're, let's get KD out there. The NBA guys like it's just like a little different. Like let's keep go back to the percentages. Like it, these things are patterns yeah. for a reason. No, no it, it, it was it was Caleb in transition largely um, and, and doing a good job following him. I will say it's seeing Caleb over the course of the year. It's it's nice to see um, times where he didn't get the ball if he's over in the corner or whatever, like, hey, throwing his hands up, like, get me the ball. Like, it's great to see him wanting that ball and wanting it because I think a, a lot of at least sort of middle of the season when he was sort of in a freshman lull is being a little passive. So it's great seeing him wanting it, but uh, get him the ball in ways where he can be successful. Like if he's hitting shots, get him the ball in ways where he made the shots the first time. Don't, like you said, uh, try and reinvent the wheel and get him the ball in ways where he can't be successful off of. So, um, yes, Caleb Caleb hitting shots is going to be a way where this team can potentially uh, upset a team like uh, Tennessee, but it's not going to be getting Caleb the ball in ways where Caleb isn't used to getting the balls. It's getting it to him in the corner, uh, getting it to him in transition and, and uh, um, feeding him that way. Have we, I'm just thinking about Eli and what Eli's going to do. Like, I'm just trying to think of a more versatile player that's played so many different, put on so many different hats. Like, I don't, I don't remember a guy doing so many different things and having me asked to like, just change his role all the time. I keep harping on this every episode, but it's like, it's wild to me. It's so uncomfortable to get out of your own role. And then he's, and then they're like, okay, Eli, you're going to do something else again in this game. And he doesn't. The, this, this is the setting where someone like Eli or, um, I mean, we don't know what Devontae's doing next year, but someone like Devontae, like this could be your last game at Michigan. Like, Hey, Eli, this is it. You're putting your uniform on potentially for the last time put the team on your back, do things mm-hmm. like Eli is that Swiss army knife. He's the guy that has shown that he can uh, hit key shots from the outside, get inside, uh, score on drives or create there. Like those are the people you want to rely on in games like this games that you're not supposed to win games that you're playing teams that are higher ranked, like um, rely on Eli. I know we were just, I was just talking about Caleb Houston and yes, you, you want those role players to do things, but you're playing Tennessee. You got nothing to lose. Put it in the hands of your fifth-year senior that came back to to want to play in games like this and, and make an impact. Yep, calm, cool, and collected. It, what's the, what is the deal with Devontae? Is there a possibility? Do we've heard anything? Like when, when did this happen? Yeah. So this happened on Monday. Um, he was driving the lane and he got elbowed by uh, got elbowed by by uh, Musa. Right in the nose, heard his bleeding. I was like, "Don't say it, Ed. You shouldn't say it." <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Elbowed by un- unnamed player. Go, beep. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got elbowed by beep. 
You know? Yeah. Um, nah, it, um, so he got elbowed it in the nose, bleeding everywhere. And part of the protocol was like, they just wanted to make sure, because it's not like he got hit in the head. Like, he just got hit in the nose, but he was just, it was just bad. Yeah. Um, so apparently, apparently, he is going to head to Indiana either tonight or tomorrow morning. Interesting. That's the last I heard. And tonight, meaning March 17th or tomorrow morning, meaning whenever this drops, March 8th, 8th 18th in the morning. Yeah. Um, and he's been working with the new basketball and everything. He's been shooting around. Um, he had a workout at 2 o'clock yesterday, and that went well. So um, we'll see. We'll definitely see. That'd be good. They, there's a reason they need him, and that was – proven in the first half so yeah, and I'm, I'm thrilled for him just to get that chance and i'm, and, I'm sure yeah. you, you guys can speak to that um i mean where where michigan's program was when when y'all were here and and they were getting in the in the tournament sort of getting your first student feel it because he Stu was spoiled he was yeah. he, oh yeah he was in the glory years of uh well, 20, 2011 okay he he comes in and after after like me pd Zach Gibson, Fighting for Dave Merritt, CJ, Manny, all of us are just like Javon and all those guys. Like, like we had to deal with that first season, like 10 wins. And we had to deal with like empty, like empty Chrysler. And we had to deal with like, like, yo, like this team is so cheeks. And like, we, like we ended the year on like, we we ended the year in the last ten games five and five. We were like, okay, like we're feeling good. Everyone was like, no, you're garbage. And then, like, we had a great off season. And that's when you guys came in. We have a great off season. We're like teaching you and Zach all the plays. Like, this is what's going on. This is what they're gonna do to you in the fall. We got shocked with it, but we're not gonna let them shock you. It's like like they're gonna. This is what what we're gonna do. Da, 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 da. Like, you have to you have to run the run the mile in five and a half minutes. <laughs> so we have to go on the track. We have to do this. Listen, they're gonna fool you. This is what happens when this happens here. Like we we put y'all hip to everything, and then True. we go out there, and then like your boys got to put the team on his back, drop four dimes against UCLA. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Big Vital going nuts. Best backdoor in Michigan history. Best back door in Michigan history, the loudest back door in Madison Square Garden history. And then, like, Duke comes to Chrysler. We win. Stu's like, wow, this is easy. You know? <laughs> Stu didn't feel the real pain. Okay. Stu, I did Stu not. Actually, he went to the that, tournament three out of four years. After that so, first year, it was like, all right, this is this is an easy template. We can hit this again and again. Well, that's like, that second year. Stu we won the Big Ten championship, Scott. That's how spoiled he is. Um, he won I a see, Big Ten championship because of William Buford. <laughs> I, I preceded both of y'all, so I I covered the Michigan. I I covered Michigan when I was a student at Michigan during the Amaker era. Um, grew up cheering during the Allerby era, so um, I, I think that shows a particular fandom. But I mean, we were we were making we were making the drive to New York City for the NIT, and gosh, I don't even remember 2016 maybe. Um, and then I, I covered football the last couple of years. So when you guys first made your, your dip in there, but when I moved down to Texas and I started working my, my post-college job or whatever, uh, 2011, 
when when y'all played Tennessee in the first round of the tournament, I I was flying to Charlotte to go there as a fan because I'd been Dang. working there as a journalist or whatever. And 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 I guess that's kind of when the your your pseudo Michigan Tennessee rivalry <laughs> um, uh, started out. But I I was the sixth row sitting one 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 row behind. Uh, Tim Hardaway senior. And I, oh, yeah. I was there for there for the Stu, Stu the Stu Douglas dunk right there and, by my everything. mom. So, uh, that was, it was, uh, I, I was there for the start of this uptick, but, uh, it was, it was, it was cool to see all be a part of that.